Welcome to the ERG podcast called Learn with ERG. We believe that sharing our stories is an important form of professional and personal growth. What we know and what we've learned along the way helps us and others become our best selves. In this series, we are going to highlight stories of staying true to yourself and being courageous. Our stories will focus on people who had the courage to stick to what they know was right and stay true to their core values in the process. On today's Learn With ERG podcast, we will talk to Sherry Perry. Sherry is currently the Global Schools Network and IB Senior Administrator for Wake County Public Schools in Raleigh, North Carolina. In addition to this job, Sherry does some part-time consulting work for ERG and is an avid Wolfpack fan. Sherry brings a wealth of knowledge to us as we continue our Learn With ERG series on being courageous. Let's give her a call. Hi, Sherry. Hey, Alice. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great today. Good. Um, Thank you so much for talking to us today on our Learn With ERG podcast. And thanks to technology, we are not in the same place. Can you tell us a little bit about where you are calling us from? I am in Holly Springs, North Carolina, which is right outside of the state capital of Raleigh. Um, about two hours from Winston-Salem. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, part of ERG's work to grow all learners is um, creating a way for people to share their stories. And so today I was wondering if you could share with our listeners a time that you had to stick to your core values Um, And possibly it it may have been difficult to do that, but you were able to persevere. Do you have something you could share with us today? Um, I do. Um, There's probably several times that that this has happened in my life. Um, One of the most recent times is actually happening right now. Um, My children are starting kindergarten this year. Um, (laughs) Actually, they're starting on Monday. Um, and, and, and tell us about your children. How many? I have twin boys. They okay. turned five in June. Um, they are a handful. Um, but they're super fun and smart and inquisitive and a lot sometimes, but definitely worth it. Right. A kindergarten teacher's dream, right? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> As one twin mom to another. (laughs) For sure. So when I think about um, sticking to my core values, as you mentioned, we're in a very different place right now in our world. Um, And my children will have the great honor to start, you know, just like a lot of other children, their first experience with school will be virtual. Um, So when I think about what our district is doing to prepare kids for a school year online when they, they don't have a reference to doing school. And I'm a part of that team that helps plan for what's best for kids. As we listen to what's important to community, um, 
Because I mean, the reality is that there are going to be a lot of kids working on schoolwork, sitting beside their parents who are working their primary jobs so that they can keep their lights on and travel or just maintain a sense of normalcy in their houses. Um, and so there's some parents who want six or seven hours of full face-to-face -face education. There's some parents who want, just give me a packet or do live instruction for 30 minutes and the rest will happen. And it's been really important and interesting to listen to the families, but to also still still do what I and what the rest of our district believes is important as far as maintaining the core beliefs and integrity of education for our children. Mm -hmm. um, and that's hard because I am nervous as a mom about what that's going to look like on Monday as I have two five-year-olds trying to navigate laptops. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that I will need to log into something as a, as an employee. Um, and so that there, there's a lot of anxiety, but what I know is that the core value that I believe in and that I subscribe to and that I know is that all children can learn. They just learn differently. And what's unique about this year is that we're going to be learning with them. Right. So I think that there's several challenges, but I know that we can't make it easier just because it, 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 we feel like it needs to be easier mm -hmm. because that, that will hurt our kids in the long run. Right. Right. And I, I think sometimes as, as a parent and as, <clears throat> excuse me, and as an educator, I think that fine line is hard because we typically can see ways to modify and possibly make things less painful, um, easier shortcuts, things like that. But I love your point that um, if we do that, that may not be what we want in the long run. Correct. Now, I think that in doing so, we may have to ease into it. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily know that I want my five-year-olds online for six hours a day. But I know that teachers are geniuses. And I know that we can do hard things. And so while I think it's going to be a transition to figure out what the right blend is, I think it's going to be an exciting time because I don't think education will ever be what it was yesterday or what it was last year and in the years prior. And so I think it will be the first time, at least in my career, that I see a shift in the way I do things. But what's going to be important is that my core values of educating and growing kids individually maintain like that, that rigor and that veracity, I think will be important. Yes. And I think, one of the hardest things for us to envision in this new time, what does the rigor look like, you know, for a five-year-old on a computer? Right, right. Um, you mentioned a little while ago that one of your core values is that all children can learn. Can you talk a little bit about um, what do you think were your influences and influencers on coming to that value? Um, very fortunate in my family to have a strong community 
um, a strong support system, um, seeking higher education was never conversation in my family. It was just kind of what you did, especially with our current generation. And as an adult, I can look back and think that of my immediate cousins, the my core group of cousins that I'm incredibly close, all learn very differently. Um, and, and being able to realize that in high school and in college, I think prepared me for my commitment to education as an adult. And so I have one cousin who is brilliant, who you know, um, and, and she just gets it on a different level. She's a very hard worker. Um, she's just an independent thinker. Um, she, she has a natural inclination to want to know more. And so she's self-motivated in a way to seek out information. And that's a powerful person in a classroom. My other cousin, who, um, who's coincidentally her sister, is um, very different in the way she takes in information. Um, she's an introvert in theory. Um, and they both are. And so she, she's more laid back and the information will come to her. And then she's like a tiger to sponge it all up or to soak it all in, you know, which is a very yes. different learner in the classroom. And then mm-hmm. there's me who, you know, I can hold my own with them, but I'm very much so my learning style is very different. I learn by doing. I like to be up. I'm an extrovert. I like to talk things through and process. Of course, I'm going to read the information. I'm an English teacher by trade. Um, but I like to kind of take it apart and analyze it and question it differently. And so as a child, I probably couldn't think through the types of learning styles that I could see in my family. But if I could just, those three examples embody three very different learning styles in the class. Mm-hmm. And so acknowledging that as a teacher would help me know that I have to be able to reach all three of those learning styles, plus all of the other learning styles that perhaps weren't apparent in my family. I can see that with mm-hmm. my kids. I can, I can think through that with um, students who I work with now and teachers who I work with now. And I think that all of the learning styles have to be valued in the classroom and valued by the teacher and valued by other students so that everyone can have the best advantage. Because, I mean, the reality is we can all learn when we're given information in a way that we can take it in. But we learn differently, which is fine and expected. But what's important is that our teachers and um, our learners recognize that we all have gifts. We just have to figure out a way to kind of find those gifts and acknowledge those gifts. And I think sometimes that's what leaves kids behind, if you will, that we don't always Mm -hmm. take the time to figure out what those gifts are. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be one unintended benefit of the remote teaching and learning is that we're all having to be a little bit more intentional for sure with our decisions and our structures and our thinking about students and our thinking about learning. And so um, I'm hopeful that those students that possibly have been on the fringes are 
going to be pulled into the learning in a different way because we're coming at things in a different way. Like it could be a way when we think about people frequently, I see on the news a lot, or if I'm talking to some of my colleagues, they'll say, you know, so what are some of the positives that you've experienced in your life because of COVID-19? And so it, it does take some time to kind of think mm-hmm. about those positives because just as humans, we, we gravitate toward what changed, perhaps not for mm-hmm. the better, but there are a lot of positives. And I think that this could be one, this could be an unintentional way to close the achievement gap. Mm-hmm. It could be an unintentional way. Like children, when we do phase back in to some face-to-face instruction, whenever that is, I suspect that it, when it happens, when and if it happens this school year, class sizes are going, going to be incredibly smaller. So just imagine what that one-on-one one on one or small group collaborative instruction could do for a second grade little boy who currently can't read. And whereas last school year, he was learning with 15 other friends in the class, but this year there's just two. Right. And so that individualized or that personalized instruction will help that child, will help any child. And so then you have an unintended benefit or unexpected outcome mm-hmm. of a pretty negative situation. Right. Right. And and it, it's going to be interesting to look back and see what the lessons were for us in education, for sure. Right. Um. So what to wrap up our little conversation today, I do have some little speed round questions similar to Oprah and Brene Brown's podcast. So are you ready? I'm not, but I will be. (laughs) Um, So what is one thing you wish you could have said to yourself five years ago? Um, Slow down and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic advice. I have a hard time with that myself. <laughs> um, what is one thing you do to help yourself if you do feel like you're off track and you, you may have lost sight of your values or you um, something you can do to bring yourself back to center? Um, that's very interesting. I think that that has changed since I've been a parent. Um, now it is spend time with my kids in a different way, not being mommy, the teacher, just being mommy, the mommy Mm -hmm. and taking in whatever they want to take in right now. They want to take in a lot of power Rangers, um, (laughs) which is not necessarily my thing, but to see the joy that they get from becoming a ninja um, doesn't mm-hmm. always feel great, but it does kind of bring me back to reality and bring me back to what's important and force me to live in that moment and force me to focus on what I really think is important. Because while I've always thought that kids are important, period, it, it looks differently when I think about how will my children perform in a classroom. Yes. And that's all that always, well, for the last five years, that has helped to ground my focus. Mm-hmm. And I do think as a, when we put our mom hats on, um, 
and be the mom, like you said, not necessarily the educator, I think that forces us to be present. Right. And that process helps us sort of come back right. to our center of what we value and what we know to be true. Right. Um, and so and it's, it's hard funny to do that. <laughs> it's very hard to do that. Very hard. And when I put my educator hat on with my own children, I think I struggle even worse. Oh, yes. No, because that was my... an unintentional experience during COVID. I taught my kids how to read. <laughs> um, and that's hard. Like I'm an English teacher. I'm an educator. I think I'm a smart girl. But sitting down with your kids and teaching them to read, not so easy. Yeah, the dynamic is totally different mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, on both sides. They react differently to us and we react differently to them than we would to any other children on the planet, probably. For sure. For sure. Yes. Uh, so maybe that's a topic for another podcast, <laughs> the mom, mom educator hats. Um, okay, so <laughs> if you could choose um, or if you could share with us one thing that you are grateful for today that we're really focused on gratitude recently because it has been shown to really help us be our best selves. And so if you could share one thing that you are grateful for, what would that be? Um, I'm grateful for the experiences and the skills that my mom and my dad and my older family members taught me that I probably didn't appreciate then, but are essential to my daily life now. Can you tell us what, maybe an example? Um, so I, I'm an only child and I act like an only child. So I own that. Um, but I, I was always raised that family, for family to be the most important thing in my life, no matter what, and no matter what was happening with family, like that was always essential. Mm -hmm. And so now as we're all getting older and our relatives, our older relatives need additional help, especially during this time, like it's, it's, it's necessary and it's great to have a comfort system and then just kind of that way of thinking that regardless of what has to happen in life, these are the people who are going to come first in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's been helpful um, as I have mostly stayed away from other people since March. Um, mm -hmm. I think that it's been comforting to know that while I may be in my house just with my nuclear family, there's a support system out there that I can get to. Um, although getting to looks different nowadays and, but there's some comfort in that when there's uncertainty in your life. Yes. And that's helpful to me now. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're the anchor for sure. Even though they're not necessarily doing anything right now, that's how I've been raised all of my life. So that's just what I know to be normal. Right. Right. And what a gift for sure. For sure. And it's something well, that, you know, I want my other, I want to teach my kids, like, hopefully they won't get to experience another global pandemic, but um, I want them to have those same tools because I think it's necessary for a healthy sense of self. Definitely. It's, it's definitely a, a, a piece of that healthy sense of self. So um, I think, you know, you, 
you obviously are going to be able to pass that on to your children, that, that value and that um, importance of family. I can certainly hope so. So, well, thank you so much for talking with us today on our podcast. And it is an honor and a privilege to um, have you share with us your story and just some of your thinking. And we are going to wish your boys the very best (laughs) kindergarten school year ever. And also you as the mom educator, we (laughs) wish you the best too. Thank you so much. Same to you. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. So have a great day. Okay. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. You've been listening to the Education Resource Group podcast called Learn with ERG. I'm Alice Oakley, and you can find more resources and information about this podcast and professional development at www.myedresource.com. Thanks for listening and keep growing.